Welcome everyone to the Full Pelt Music Podcast. Today we're going to be joined by Beans on Toast. Before then, just the usual reminders from us, please do follow us on our social media accounts. We are on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Instagram and Twitter at Full Pelt Music. And if you're watching the video edition of the podcast, please do hit that subscribe button to keep up to date with all the latest from Full Pelt Music. Thank you, Beans on Toast, for joining us on the Full Pelt Music podcast. How are you? Very well, yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, absolute pleasure. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this one very, very much. Uh, coming up to a traditionally busy time of the year for yourself, uh, because every year on your birthday, the 1st of December, you release a new album. This year, that album is called Survival of the Friendliest. Uh, traditionally, yeah, you're well known for writing about current affairs, you know, what, what's happening in the world at present. Uh, and despite it being relatively depressing out in the world at the minute, uh, your new record has actually got a, quite a positive slant to it. So what can you tell us about the inspiration and meaning behind Survival of the Friendliest? I feel it's actually, I mean, it's an honest interpretation of how I feel at the moment. I don't know whether it's a kind of sick and just sick and tired of the sound. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I, I, the, what I do and the kind of the art that I create is probably a lot to do with my, um, I don't know, sort of positive mental well-being. I feel like I've tackled Brexit climate yeah. catastrophe <laughs> COVID and it's not made any of them go away, but it's certainly as far as like, uh, putting my thoughts out into the uh, into the world and sort of what's how it's going to affect the world. Yeah, I've sort of done it. I've sort of crossed that bridge. And certainly with this, when I sat down to write this record, which was, you know, the beginning of of the year. So when things when lockdown, when it was all lockdown, everything yeah. was pretty bad. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, the world had just so many opinions and so much negativity and it was like just the idea of picking up my guitar and just sort of moaning about anything just wasn't really the vibe and i was just like you know that's not what it's not what i need to talk about it's not why there's no point putting that out into the world so i just sort of started concentrating on positive things i'd been like through lockdown i'd been searching for um kind of ideas i was i sort of stopped social media for a bit and i was i read a book by a guy called rutger bregman called human kindness and that's where i got the title of the yeah. album um and sorry it's not called human kindness it's called humankind um and i got the title of the album in that book and that's just all about like on a wider scale how humans are really amazing you know we just focus on the bad things a lot but yeah. there's still a lot to celebrate and uh, i just sort of tapped into into that that feeling and uh and that was the album and then when you know when doors opened and gigs started happening again as i stepped on stage for the first time you know i had all these songs that i'd written about covid and all this and i was just like no one wants to hear it i didn't want to stand up on stage <laughs> at my first gig back and start singing about lockdown so i was like no one wanted to hear it and i was i found myself then searching through my back catalogue for my most uplifting songs and i had all these new ones written and it was like this is definitely what i want to be doing you know this is this is what i want to be putting out there at the moment so that kind of uh sort of cemented my feet my feelings i come up with alone you know when i took it out yeah. to the general public it was like this is definitely what I want to be doing at the moment. I, and I don't want to come across as naive about, you know, the struggles that we faced as, 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 you know, humanity. But if anything, it's like, 
in order to tackle them, we need to be in a good place spiritually yeah. and mentally. And that should be, you know, step number one, you know, like what, what are we fighting for? What do we believe in? You know, let's get our heads and our hearts strong is seems like a good first step to tackling the problems that we have. Definitely. I mean, negativity breeds more negativity. So, you know, if you're going to fight that negativity, you need positivity. Um, All right. So, and that's the record. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so on the record, um, you've collaborated with uh, Blaine and Jack from Mystery Jets. You tend mm -hmm. to have collaborated on over your last few albums with you know, various different artists. Uh, is, is that on purpose to help that creative process? And how was it working with uh, Jack and Blaine? Yeah, I think the last few, the more and more over the last few records, I've been giving kind of more control away. I'd, I've throughout my career, I think I've always worked with a different producer every record yeah. that I've made, and and I have a tendency. I've basically been writing the same song for fifteen years, you know. So <laughs> by working with other people to dress the song in different clothes is, you know, all is a productive thing. And more and more, I've found that I just. I just give away it just as much control as possible now after the right. song is written i want I, it's why it seems to work with musicians that can produce rather than sort of like set in stone producers by going to a musician that's used to having full control and me being like here's a song what would you do with it if it was your song is a kind of what i'm doing and letting them just got giving them the keys to the car and just letting them roll with it and um that that's that really started on the inevitable train wreck a few years ago where i did with kitty da kitty and daisy yes. from kitty kitty daisy and lewis um no fucking i've got that wrong again i did it with lewis <laughs> and kitty from kitty daisy and lewis it's quite a mouthful um and and for that one, I turned up with the songs and then I just sat in the corner of the studio and let them watch these amazing musicians recreate the whole music to my songs. Yeah. It was like, it was perfect. Um, and then the next record I did during, you know, during COVID times with Frank Turner yeah. and that one, I just, uh, I just did all the songs to a click track around his house one day. <laughs> and then I just left and came back three months later and the album was done. Um, so there was an element of that. I mean, this time, I want because the, the record that I did with Frank was all done via email and it was like there was lots of musicians on it, but some of them I've still never met. Um, yeah. I, I didn't want that. This record, I wanted to be really human. Um, so I, you know, I know Blaine from the kind of 2000, early 2000 London heydays, you know. Yeah. Um, I always loved the Mr. Jess, I always loved him as a guy, and he just popped into my head. Um, and I knew that he was doing a bit of production and I was sort of thinking about how to, you know, what what would be a good way to take these songs. And I guess I wanted something sort of a bit more epic than the standard folky stuff. Um, and it just popped into my head and I just thought, you know, I wonder if he's still got the same phone number that he had in 2004. <laughs> uh, so I texted him kind of out, out of the blue and he just came back straight back and said it'd be an honour. In fact, I, even after that, we, I then created, I said, I've got some musicians I'd like to work with. And I had just, I just put musicians in my head while I was writing yeah. the songs. And every single person that I asked was one, they wanted to do it. Two, they were available. Cause I was like, I'm not doing anything. As I said, via email, you have to be able to come into yeah. the studio in these two weeks. And, uh, 
Yeah, and everybody that w- was available and up for it. And Blaine basically said he wanted to do it with Jack, who he plays with in the Mystery Jets, who's another old friend. Uh, we have kids the same age. So I used to go on like play dates with Jack. <laughs> and um, yeah, and basically, so the way we did it was Blaine and Jack came to mine. I, I moved to Kent during lockdown, and I've, I'm now sat in like this art studio at the bottom of my garden where I do my songwriting and where all the records are now stacked yeah. up, getting ready to sent out um so we spent a week here in the studio during like a heat wave over the summer solstice and there it was like the three of us kind of i had the songs but the three of us wrote the music and both of them were just bursting with ideas let's do that let's do that and it was just like everything was up for grabs we worked through the night sweating our balls off it was so hot and we and we recorded some bits of bobs here and then we went to a studio called big jelly studios and and, and you know recorded the the kind of yeah. body of it but a lot of the writing was here whole thing was done in two weeks bish bash bosh we came out you, you know and it was done it was it was it was um I, i'd actually say it's like probably the most sort of spiritual experience i've had recording music and i think that's testament to the positivity of the songs if you're constantly yeah. singing happy shit <laughs> you know like over and over doing takes of these songs it's like everything's great like and it was like <laughs> with the house here we're right on the beach so i was like we'd finish a take and go swimming and like when watch these like epic sunsets and then come back and like do it. there was like there's, there's a big skylight up here and there was um one song when i was i was doing the vocal take and it was like apparently the universe is an explosion is the line and it's fucking lightning ripped through the sky wow. and it's like wow like loads of moments like that we had all these birds come and nest on the outside of the studio so loads of like um good you know like pretty symbolic stuff yeah it was ha- happening as well so it was i just yeah it was like it was it was a real experience we we finished the album and the 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 three of us got in the sea and we're like holding hands cheering and i've made a lot of records but i've never finished yeah. that's like a, that's like a hollywood movie that's what you do when yeah. you finish recording an album in a hollywood movie so it was like it was pretty spectacular basically yeah i'm excited yeah. To people to hear it. yeah no it sounds like a beautiful experience and yeah hollywood, hollywood uh, movie ending there you can just imagine yeah. the cre- credits starting to roll over you guys walking into the sea i think that's what i said i was like yeah. roll credits yeah. as i jumped in <laughs> oh brilliant um and yeah it is uh, a typical beans on taste record in the sense that there's a song about a tree on there and there's a love song on there um yes. so the love song is called uh, let's get married again um what can you tell us about the story behind that because i understand there's a bit of a funny story there there yeah they um so i during like the lack of festivals this year um my agent adam who does my bookings he kind of was like do you fancy doing some weddings and in the past i've always kind of dodged i've played one wedding i've played a bunch of friends weddings which yeah. doesn't really count but like a few people sometimes ask you know like we're having a festival type wedding do you want to play and it's quite a weird gig a wedding um yeah. the the one that i did do it's like normally you're like one people are there to see you or you've kind of you've yeah. got a certain amount of authority by being on stage and if you if you're at a wedding there's a lot of people that aren't there for you that are like who the fuck is this guy <laughs> you know uh, like the uncle at the back like how much do you pay him what is this um and and also you can't make it about you you've got to make it about the couple anyway in the past i've, I've not really been a big fan but there was um you know there was a lot of gaps in the in the calendar and there was like 
you know, do you want to play weddings? So I was like, I charge big bucks for weddings. <laughs> so I was like, all right, we'll do some weddings. And I was surprised that people said yes and agreed to the fees. And then I was like, well, what we should do, what I'll do as part of the wedding package is I'll write a song about the bride and groom. And, and I sat down to write, I think initially what I was going to do is sit down and write a song where it was just interchangeable names of the bride and groom that I could roll out. Uh, and then I realised I was just being a bit of an asshole, and that people should have their own songs. And that night, I just ended up, I couldn't really picture a stranger's wedding. So I just ended up writing about me and Lizzie again and writing about, um, you know, us getting married again and the reasons that uh, I still love her and how, you know, how I believe in marriage as a whole. And uh, so, yeah, I wrote a song called Let's Get Married Again. And then with wanting to always stay true to my songs, I was just like, we've got to get married again now, <laughs> you know? Uh, and uh, sort of, I didn't really propose, but I sort of suggested it. Um, and yeah, I still need to sort it out actually, but sometime in January, we're going to get married again. And I keep on playing gigs and inviting people. Everybody who came to my <laughs> clap and grand gig got an invite and I keep on getting emails saying, when's the wedding? So I'm going to have some kind of like random remarriage, which we can probably sort of film and turn into a music video for the yeah. song as well. So um but yeah, yeah, let's get married again, basically. And there's uh, something quite pagan about that as well. I think pagans actually restay their vows every year. They don't have oh, an anniversary. Okay. They yeah. just sort of say, do you still want to be married for another year? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, which I kind of think is kind of, is, I think there's something nice about that. Like, as long as the other person says yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. But, but, but even if they don't, I guess at least, you know, if, if it, I mean, I believe in true love lasting forever, but yeah. that's not always the case, isn't it? And if you, if there was a day when you had to confront that, I think I'd rather be out of a relationship than in a bad one. And true. it's like, I think it's, it's, it's probably quite a, I reckon the pagans did a lot of things, right? That's one of the good <laughs> ones, I reckon. Just sort of every year, you're like, you're still up for this. And also just committing to one year at a time seems yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> sort of doable as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so obviously you talked about the um, pandemic there where there was a lack of live shows. Well, live shows are back and in traditional Beans on Toast fashion, you've got a rather lengthy, extensive tour lined up for the rest Shit of this loads. year and next year. Uh, traditionally, obviously, you um, don't tend to have a written set list as you go into these shows. So, um, you know, as opposed to, uh, opposed to asking, you know, what should fans expect? I suppose fans should expect the unexpected from you? Yeah, I mean, I am doing... So the the December run, there's, it's split into two runs. The December yeah. run, uh, I'm I'm playing with Jack from the Mr. Jets and Kitty Liv from Kitty Daisy and Lewis. So we're doing a, like a little three piece um, setup, um, which we did a trial gig for uh, last weekend, and it was amazing. We got like a stomp box, electric guitar, bass guitar. Both of them are like multi-instrumentalists mm. fucking cool <laughs> as fuck young and it's just like amazing and it's like and there's me just like rah, doing my thing in the middle so um that with that it will certainly bring a nice um we've we've worked out a bunch of new songs and we've reworked a bunch of old songs and then there'll be me and my guitar kind of in the middle yeah. and at the end um yeah but as usual yeah you know it's i, I think you could probably as well as expecting it unexpected they're definitely the feel of this of this set is going to be all about the good times again yeah. it's going to be 
not no fun. I'm not even going to be whinging about the government. I don't think I'll just be <laughs> like, you know, you can leave that to your Facebook feed. Come out to the gig, you know, just for for good times. And you must be, you know, personally really excited to get back out on the road, having you know lived on the road pretty much for all your life, and then to go eighteen months or whatever it was. I mean, I, I, in all fairness, I've played a lot of gigs in the last in the last year, certainly more than most. But I haven't yeah. done. Uh, they've been mostly like the odd stints here and there, and a weekend away. I haven't done the pack the van. Yeah. We're going on tour, and this is nineteen shows in nineteen days in December. So, so yeah. even by my standards, that's quite full power. Um, yeah, and I, I, I literally, I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's like that. It's it, the kind of week before a tour is always a yes. bit weird because it's hard to imagine until it starts until the ball starts rolling, and then it's like, you know, it's just you, you just go you just go with it. But yeah. there's an element of touring that you can never plan for, which is sort of one of the reasons I love it. Um, during lockdown, uh, when you couldn't be out on the road so much, you dabbled with the live streams. Um, mm-hmm. look, looking back at them now, how do you you know? feel about live streams do you think there's potentially a use for them in the future still yeah definitely i think it, they kind of created a, a new platform for listening to music the honeymoon period is over you know yeah. nobody's <laughs> going to want no one's going to want to hear about them for a couple of years but i think that um they will exist forever now people know what they are and people can kind of you know push boundaries and people willing to buy tickets for some people they're obviously much better than gigs um yeah i don't think i don't think they should really be seen as the same thing in the same way that an album isn't seen as a gig and i don't think moving forward they will but the more platforms there is to perform and you know and listen to music the better in my, in my book i enjoy other people's live streams and i definitely think those you can see why people aren't into it now but you know oh, like yeah. once once you're shaking it off a little bit yeah. um yeah and it's certainly i think things like half ticketed half streamed yeah. gigs stuff like that will, will work as well yeah i think it works really well um the the 50 50 approach like you said because you know there's obviously people that perhaps can't travel to a gigs or can't afford to travel to gigs or there's you know accessibility issues and all yeah, that stuff. Or fucking eight gigs, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well yeah. Hey, yeah, other people, just, yeah. yeah, just yeah. love sitting at home, you know, which yeah. if that in that that must be someone's thing. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, I think um yeah, I really enjoyed them during lockdown. So uh yeah, no, uh that was really good. Uh and you were uh, kept fairly busy during lockdown. So another thing that you were able to do was release your second book. Uh, mm-hmm. which was called Foolhardy Folk Tales. Um, having read both your books, they're really enjoyable reads. Oh, respect. Yeah. How, uh, how was it for you? Yeah, what was the experience like to write and then release these books? Was it a bit of a scary experience? No. I mean, like, the 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 first one, quite it's hard to think about the first one now because it was <laughs> quite a while ago. Um, but, I, you know, it was... I sort of surprised myself is the probably the easiest way to, uh, to explain it. I... I sort of never ever pictured me writing a book and just the fact that anybody was interested in reading the first one was was enough of a success for me I mean it sold way more than I would have ever hoped and you know people seem to enjoy it as well yeah. and uh so and I'd, I'd finished I never really I didn't really have when I'd finished the first one the last thing I wanted to think about was writing another book so I think I was like that's it I'm not gonna write another one then I've done I'm, I'm happy that I've done it and then obviously when things change so drastically I think secretly I'd been hard, like in the back of my mind, I was like, if I was going to do another book, you know, what stories would, would go in it? 
and and then when it was like the reality of spending a lot of time at home and you know needing a project to get stuck into just so that i don't get stuck into twitter you know i just sort of like i was like right fuck it if ever there was a time to write another book also without being too crass i'm knowing that i would have a massive sort of like you know financial hole from i didn't know moving forward what was going to happen i was like the idea of being able to sell a book was quite appealing um so yeah i just sort of sat down and, and penned the second one and f same as the first one the actual writing of the book is is i don't want to say it's easy but it's like it's so different from writing a song because right. when you sit down to write a song you're kind of conjuring something out of nothing and it's like you just have to yeah. form the whole thing which is again that's why that is you know i'm a songwriter not a book writer but that that's you know that's what i sort of love but then with the um right writing the book is i know exactly what i want to say because one yeah. the stories happened to me and two i've been fucking talking about them <laughs> non-stop ever since so they're kind of already written in stone it's just a case of actually getting in front of the computer and sitting down and, and, and writing them up it feels a little bit like homework almost um <laughs> and so but i knew that i had it in me so i just sat down and, and cracked out the second book basically and then uh it finished it ended up being all part of the move out of london i mean the last chapter is if you've read it as you know the last chapter is about live streams yeah. and how uh, during the pandemic we actually managed to sell a bunch of art and buy a house in kent in this and uh, this desk that this is the desk in the book yeah. and that's where i wrote the book <laughs> I wrote the end of the book and I sort of promised myself if I got this, you know, this house, then I would write the book. So it was a sort of, um, yeah, it, it felt right, you know, and as soon as I'd had someone spell check it and, you know, yeah. hammer it out <laughs> on that on that side, just put it out, put it out straight away. And yeah, man, it's, you know, it's it's, it's done well. It's, it, it, it's a good thing to have on the road as well, a book. Um, yeah. I hate traveling with T-shirts. I, I don't mind on tour taking loads of stuff. To have a big merch stand if i'm going out to a gig by myself and i'm going to be pissed selling my stuff at the end of the night trying to find an extra large t-shirt <laughs> in a messy bag is a nightmare whereas it's like do you want a book it's a tenner you can fit it in your pocket bang 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 so i just i like and they're not like vinyl can break easily yeah there's a lot of reasons why yeah. i like selling books but also i'm a fan of reading as well i guess is the other truth yeah, and I encourage uh, listeners to check them out. They uh, can order them from your website, beansontoastmusic.com, exactly. uh, and obviously pick them up at a show. Um, something else that they can pick up at a, at a show that you just alluded to, because uh, during your live streams you become a very good salesman, like you said, is your uh, artwork. So here's one I oh, yes. earlier. <laughs> uh, Beans on Toast original uh, that I've taken off my wall. Um, so obviously you don't sell them on your website. So fans want a lovely beans on toast piece of artwork they need to head come to, to a gig as well so yeah, i assume they will be on show at, uh, on sale at your upcoming shows they definitely will yeah in, in trying to get ahead of the curve a little bit i uh, um i wrote up a bunch a couple of nights ago actually all with yeah. lyrics from the new album um and yeah yeah they'll be on sale at gigs and yeah you know i love them little things <laughs> yeah what yeah, just for people that might not be aware what was the story behind uh the well i mean it is the last chapter of the book so it's a long old it's a long old story but um you know to kind of put it in a nutshell um you know it's a it's a it's a 70p stretched canvas you know like white canvas um that i kind of i, I was on tour in the states 
um, selling white T-shirts. I couldn't afford to take any merch. So I was, I was buying white T-shirts from some like horrific Target or Walmart or whatever and just writing on them and selling them. And everyone was buying them. And I, I realised that no one was probably going to wear these T-shirts. They just wanted something um, to kind of connect and help me get to the next show or whatever. And then just kick, killing time in an art yeah. shop. I found some stretch canvases for a dollar a pop and uh, I just bought them and just started selling them. And they, you know, like the rest is really history. I mean, yeah. now like, I did it in the States and, and I was supporting Frank Turner out there. And there's one thing when you're the support act, being really cocky about your merch, uh, trying to sell as much as you can because you kind of like, it's fair enough to be like hustling as the yeah. support act. <laughs> when it's your own show and people have spent, you know, 15 quid to come to the gig and you try and sell them something worthless for another tenner. You yeah. can't really hustle your own crowd. It's not, it, it's not fair. Um, so I sort of felt a bit like, you know, can I do it at my own gigs? And I thought, well, I won't make a big deal. They're there if people want them. And um, the first show was in Glasgow and we just, we sold out of all that I'd bought. And that we are to this day, at any gig I play, they were outsell CDs, books t-shirts by you know by a long shot and if you think about how expensive it is to make an album like yeah. it costs a fortune or how much time it takes to write a book it takes ages these things they cost nothing and they take no time whatsoever yeah. and, they, and they and they just everybody loves them and you can see because there's something different you know yeah and people can still connect to it i can I, I do i have the most popular ones be nice the one that you have there is yeah. a particularly popular one like i fucking love you is a big one and then there's like i'm home when you hold me which is like a lyric for one of my songs i've done but i'll also you know i'll write whatever people want on it i'll generally yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'll have a bunch a bunch set out at the gig and then a bunch of empty ones and i'll just come out at the end and write out whatever whatever people want and it's like yeah, I think it just works for everybody. I know people that yeah. have got loads. They're like, oh, I've got six on my wall at home. It's something <laughs> different. And, uh, and I, I, you know, it literally, I mean, it was selling them online from a live stream that man I basically yeah. managed to get deposit for this house yeah. that I live in, which is absolutely insane. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I can't imagine what my life would be like if I didn't go into <laughs> that art yeah. shop. Yeah. one day you know it's just sort of so much has changed yeah. it's the sort of shit that you cannot um you can't premeditate that shit you know like you could no one else could have come up with that idea. <laughs> no, no. If, someone else, if someone else tried it never worked you know it's just something about yeah. i mean obviously all my artwork has always been my handwriting so there's an element yeah. of that but yeah i don't know it's just somehow the stars align and it just fucking it sorted me out just to no end yeah yeah just took off just a lucky uh mistake kind of thing and yeah no, exactly they, are, they are fantastic and really useful it might be a nice one whenever I've, either of my little kids are being naughty i just point to the sign yes you know, see there you go parenting as well. exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh no um yeah no thank you for the the chat uh jay beans on toast yeah uh, we're really looking forward to having you on obviously listeners need to check out your album on the first of december uh and mm -hmm. your tour at the end of this year and at the start of next year so obviously they'll need to follow you on social media um so let me just make sure i've got it correct for you uh your instagram is beans.on.toast yeah uh your facebook is beans on toast music yeah and your twitter is beans toast Fuck, um, i should just they should all be the same <laughs> shouldn't they well, well no man that is I mean, yeah, you can, I mean, my website's Beans Toast Music. I mean, yeah. you can also Google it. It took me so long 
if we get a, above the, you know, like exactly various Jamie Oliver recipes, yeah, taste. Now it's top without, you know, a top of the search engine. So yeah, you yeah, can feel free to Google it. Clearly, uh, you know, search engine uh, metrics and that weren't at the forefront of your mind when you chose your stage name. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, um, but no, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for giving us your time. Thanks for having me. Thanks very much. Respect. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, uh, my pleasure. Um, and yeah, best of luck with the tour and the new album. And uh, yeah, catch you out on the road. See you out there. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed that chat there with Beans on Toast. Please do remember he is out on tour very shortly and his new album, Survival of the Friendliest, will be out on the 1st of December. Remember to follow us on our social media channels at Full Pelt on Facebook and at Full Pelt Music on Instagram and Twitter. And please do hit that subscribe button if you are watching on YouTube. We will see you again soon for another edition of the Full Pelt Music podcast.